My name is Caleb Markson. As I write in this journal, I'm sitting on a beach, shipwrecked and stranded on a small island somewhere in the Philippines. How did I get here, you ask? I was near a fishing market when I came across a man of an oriental descent. The man inquired about my traveling gear. I couldn't speak his language, but through hand gestures and head shakes, we reached some common ground. I pieced together that he wanted to buy my camera. After repeating this not for sale numerous times, he shook his head and beckoned me to follow him. The man didn't seem like he meant any harm. Also, the harbor was so crowded that I figured I'd be okay as long as I was in earshot. The man and I walked to an outdoor market tavern. I noticed all the men in the tavern were dressed in the same uniform as my friend here. This looked like a shipping crew to me. Wow, I thought to myself. A real life shipping crew. The man led me to the loudest table. He spoke with the man wearing the captain's hat. I guess it's the captain, I thought. He looked at me and reached out his hand for a shake. I'm Captain Lau, he said cheerfully. My crewman wanted you to take a picture of us before we become famous, he said. And when he said that, the tavern tavern cheered and yelled, fist pumped and excited. And what's gonna make you famous, I asked. Lau said in response, we're going to kill a sea beast, one of the last of her kind, a sea beast. I couldn't believe his words. And it's almost as if he knew that I did it. Don't believe me, do you, American? No, I don't. Where I'm from, these things are fairy tales and works of fiction. Then come with us and see her for yourself. His voice carried a call of adventure that I couldn't pass. Even if it wasn't real, a real life sea beast in the ocean. I would still be in the open sea with a shipping crew. How many people can say they did that? I agreed and was given a uniform just like the rest of the crew. Men, let's take this picture and we leave it done, Captain Lau yelled. We all huddled up together at the bar and I set my camera to countdown and flashed just like that. History was made. The next day I awoke on the ship all the way out at sea. I found out that I had seasickness. This was the first time I was on the open sea. None of my travel equipment could help me here. The crew saw that I was sick and pushed me to go back to my bed and in my room. After staying on the deck for a few, I went to lay down. I took some sort of makeshift medicine the crew gave me and lay down. The rocking of the ship and the medicine soon put me to sleep. Suddenly, I was awake. 
The ship was rocking back and forth briskly. I could hardly keep my balance. I stumbled my way out of bed and also up the stairs to the main deck. I heard yells of numerous crewmen. I opened the door and a wall of heavy rain attacked my face. We had sailed into a thunderstorm. The crewmen were moving about the main deck in a panic, all men in their stasis, eagerly. I rushed and asked for Captain Lau, the only man who could understand English. I needed to understand what was going on and what was happening. Most of all, the men pointed to the head of the ship. As I looked, I could see in the darkness of the night a figure of a man standing in the fire. And the flashes of lightning gave me a vision. It was Captain Lau, soaked from head to feet embracing the storm with open arms, as if he wanted to hug the sky. Through the dripping rain, the pouring, heavy, pounding rain, I rushed to him and asked what was going on. Captain Lau neither looked nor acknowledged my presence. He only uttered, Do you see her, American? Because she sees us. I looked out into the dark nothing that was before us. And in one flash of lightning, I saw him. He was as he said, a sea beast, a giant sea beast. Though I could not see his full body, all it revealed was twelve limbs flowing, moving about out of the ocean. Tentacles? But the crew was unshaken by a revelation and started to attack it with harpoons and weapons. I didn't see none of these things on the ship before we boarded. jumped into the sea. There was not many of us left, but whatever Captain Lau was doing down there was upsetting the beast. The tentacles reached all over the ship and started to tilt it. I ran for the lower decks when the ship was finally turned. And in one crash, I don't remember anything after that. I awoke still inside the ship in the living quarters. Everything was wet, overturned and ruined. I must have been out for a day or so. The ship was in half. I traveled through the halls till I reached my room. Everything was scattered. Crabs and all type of water, crustacean, uttered the lower decks. But luckily, I kept all my belongings in my travel bag. 
and it was right there, dead center on the floor, under a whole lot of junk. I got up my things, then headed to the deck. And lo and behold, my half of the ship was on the island. It was sunny and warm. The sky was clear as if none of these things happened the previous night. As if there wasn't even a sea monster. I made my way off the ship and walked on shore. Captain Lau or the crewmen were nowhere to be found. I sat on the beach and breathed a deep breath of relief. But at the same time, I was disheartened. I was helpless to save the man. I was helpless to do anything in that situation. But I promise I will never be that helpless again. But next time, I prove myself. But now, it's time for me to find a way off this island. And this did nothing but added fuel to the fire of the adventure that constantly brewed inside me. Where will I end up next? Will I get off this island? I don't know. But I do know I won't stop moving until I find that adventure that keeps calling my name. The name Caleb Markson.